Hello, you're listening to Yarns from the Plain, a podcast for knitters, crocheters, and anyone who loves to play with yarn. Hello and welcome to episode 66 of Yarns from the Plain. Daffodils, crocuses and penguins. Oh my! How are you? Today is Sunday the 24th of March 2013 and therefore officially spring. But as you may have got from the title, yes the spring flowers may be up. I'm looking at a gorgeous little tete-a-tete daffodil as we speak. But Oh my, it's cold. There is a bitter wind from the east. There is snow, although we haven't got a great deal of it. Um, and it's just really cold. In fact, my husband, who's from the northeast, so anyone who knows Britain and knows the joke about those people who live in the northeast, and otherwise they don't wear coats because they don't feel the cold, when he actually came and stood in the conservatory this morning and looked at the weather outside and he said, Would you ever consider? moving further west to which I said well there's not really much further we can go before we end in the sea and he went no I meant another country to escape this cold wind so I think that gives you some indication of how cold it is it really is whether that you need to be tucked up at home snuggled with a blanket and you're knitting and that's precisely what I was doing yesterday after I came back from my haircut and although I can't do it today because I need to do some schoolwork after I've finished recording this, it uh, it's very tempting just to shut the world out and snuggle underneath um, a blankie. But there we are. So that's sort of encapsulated uh, Prince weather at the moment. It's a long time since I spoke to you last. Um, I do apologise about that. I was fully intending recording um, a second episode to go up in February um, over the half-term holiday and then I was really quite ill. I began on the Friday night, Saturday morning that we broke up and was still coughing two weeks later and still now, um, what, five weeks later, I can still occasionally break into a fit of coughing, um, trying to clear gunk off my chest. So it, it it all just all my, a lot of my plans for the half term holiday went by the board really. I mean we went out and did the things that we'd planned to do, but then when I came home from them, it, I'd need to go to bed. So um, unfortunately, recording a podcast just fell off the bottom of the list. Um, and and you know I really miss it. I really hate it when I feel like. You know, I haven't got to you for ages. But I did say to you that I felt this year it, you know, we might have to go down to one a month. And I'm determined that we will do that at least. Um, Although apologies in advance that this may not be very professionally edited. I mean, some of you would question whether I professionally edited anyway, I think. But I would uh, put in advance now apologies that there may be several of these ums and ers left in place. Um, simply because of the time required to edit it and my priority today after this has got to be work. But never mind. Anyway, so here we are, 24th of March. Um, 
the snow came on Thursday night, Friday morning. Didn't really settle here on Friday, um, but only 12 miles away in Runcorn, where I was catching a train, there was all sorts of uh, snow and school was shut. And that decision is not taken lightly. Um, I think I mentioned that last time. In fact, the last time I recorded, I was driving through snow and here I am again now sat in it. Uh, in fact, inside the conservatory feels like the inside of a snow dome. Uh, it's very odd, some kind of a snow dome in reverse. You know, I'm trapped inside without the snow and the snow is all swirling around me. Um, but there was a, a really big um, drop of snow for us uh, over Friday and the decision was taken early Friday morning that for the safety of the pupils' school would need to be shut and... Um, therefore the staff you know I'm, I'm presuming that they sort of I know some of them stayed in school and tried to get a whole load of paperwork and um, assessment information done and dusted so that was possibly an upside to them uh, myself and two colleagues were actually on the train to London, we were going on a course um, down at the National Gallery so we didn't actually have a snow day you know, we were just in London and it was bitingly cold, really cold. And I, I actually didn't take a scarf, which was really silly. I had three pairs of gloves um, and a hat, my jellyfish hat. Um, I think I described it uh, a while ago. I, I designed it on a woolly worm head course and I like it. It's a slouchy hat with um, a lace detail, but it's the wrong yarn for a hat with a lace panel in it. Um which, you know, I only discovered really when I finished with it because I liked the yarn and and then designed the pattern and it didn't really go. But it's warm, which was what was needed really on Friday. Um, it was a really interesting course, actually, and uh, it was called Take One Picture and the idea is how you focus on one picture. This year it's Suraz um, Bathers at year and how you look at, at, at building that as a into a cross-curricular project so there's some quite interesting ideas and sort of possibilities we just need to decide as a school what we want as an outcome and then we'll uh, we'll be able to do it so two hours there on the train two hours back you'd have thought I've got a whole lot of knitting done wouldn't you but no I didn't I'm afraid to say it was uh, on the way back I was sat with my back to the direction of travel and I discovered that I really can't knit on the adrift going that way so there hasn't been a great deal of knitting since I spoke to you last I, I do apologize but let me let me get up uh, get you up to speed right mini mania scarf nothing nada nothing has happened I am failing in my own knit along how sad is that um although like I say this weather will be good enough that I can still make a, a second one for Andy uh, at this rate it's quite you know grim and uh, he is in need of a scarf a thin scarf um the adrift i have completed the waist decreases um slipped it onto uh waist yarn last weekend tried it on it it actually stops at my natural waistline and i could have cast off there which is sort of where the pattern cast off but i've decided i want to add a little extra length and have it flare back out over my hips so I'm now actually um, looking at in 
adding some waist shaping increases back in. It's decreased a little down to the waist and now I want it to increase again just to come over um, my bottom. Um, I don't think it'll... I don't want it to come down too long. I love jumpers that finish underneath my bum, but the trouble with that on this cardigan is because it's a waterfall front cardigan, then the fronts then will be down to my knees. And then that doesn't work as a layering piece when you try and put a coat over the top because it sticks out the bottom and just looks silly, doesn't it? So um, so I don't know how much I'm going to add on. Um, but we'll see. It's... Uh, I do like it though. I'm I'm looking forward to wearing it, but it seems to have been hanging around a long time now. It's been on the needles, um, coming six months. And like I say, I was quite excited by the fact that it it was it hit the natural waistline. But then I thought I really could do with a little bit extra length. So so that's uh, put that off really, and that and it isn't growing terribly fast because it takes 15 to 20 minutes to do a row when I'm alert and longer when I'm tired um, I'm quite often finding that I'm finishing work and then not picking it up um, and I'm just looking at other people's Ravelry projects instead so I do need to get a wiggle on with that but um, I'm hoping that maybe I can take it away on holiday with me and uh, in a few weeks and sort it out so that would be good last weekend, no, weekend before, I had a little flurry on making some bunting triangles. Um, some isosceles triangles that would fit on a piece of A4 paper so that the base of the triangle would go along the bottom of, uh, along the width of a piece of A4, and it would be as tall as the piece of A4. That took some working out, trying to get the rate of increase or decrease right on it. It took me a while. didn't quite get it right straight away. The idea of those is we're going to use those in the spinning guild um, to make some bunting to go around our exhibition. It's our 60th anniversary this year. So we thought we'd make some bunting. So I've been using some of the yarn that's left over from last year where I dyed some with the acid dyes in... Um, red, yellow, blue and green and they're very acidic and very bright so I've been using those to crochet some and to knit some in um, uh, moss stitch yeah, moss stitch I tried doing some um, knitted ones garter stitch and they were dreadful I just couldn't get the rate of increase right and I took them along to Guild last weekend it was laughable I mean one of them was a pentagon for heaven's sake it wasn't even a, a triangle so um I got home last week and ripped the yellow one out and have redone it. Um, and that's a much better size. And I'm in the process of ripping the green one out. Well, the green one's been ripped out, so I started working on that one. And then yesterday I actually cast on... I know I said I wasn't going to cast on anything new whilst the address was still on. But um, there was a, a, a new baby arrived in the family this week. And I haven't actually knit for him. Um... I went and had a look. I bought quite a lot of Debbie Bliss baby cash merino when Fibre and Clay closed down last summer. But when I had a look at it, it was fairly girly colours. There was a lot of lemon and... And I know boys can wear lemon, but lemon and peach. And um, there's a nice, a strongish green, but it's... I don't know. I just wasn't sure whether that would be right or not. Um... 
But then I had a rummage. I knew I had some somewhere. So yesterday morning I found some um, Debbie Bliss Cash Merino DK in a baby blue. I also found some Sirdar Snuggly DK in a slightly darker blue and a nice marl as well. So I am at the moment uh, working. I cast on yesterday for a Tom 10, which is an Elizabeth Zimmer. An Elizabeth Zimmerman pattern. It's a garter stitch jacket worked um, as a modular piece. So it's not like the baby surprise jacket that's all in one piece and then you seam up the top, you know, do a bit of origami and it, it makes a jacket. It's the body and the hood is knit all in one piece, um, leaving space for the armholes and then you pick up the arms, uh, the sleeves and knit them down. It's, I don't quite know what size I'm doing. I know that sounds really weird, but if you've ever worked in Elizabeth Zimmerman pattern, you know what I mean. It's not it's not a pattern for someone who needs their pattern to be spelt out row by row. It's just that just doesn't happen. It's it's more like a recipe really. Um she gives you gauges, suggested gauges for particular sizes. Now I've got I actually cast it on in the hairdresser, so I've no idea what the gauge is, but I'm using DK weight yarn and 3.75 needles because the recommended needle size for on the ball band is four millimeters and I know that I tend to need to drop a size really to get a similar gauge to the one that was intended on the ball band and I like the fabric in this um, so I wish I'd found a or even I'd use the darker blue to just edge it, but never mind. Anyway, it's it's coming out, I don't know, trying to estimate without a tape measure. It's going to be a, a biggish jacket. I think it's going to be more likely suitable for him um, over six months, maybe. So, um, but that's the nice thing about this jacket. It's quite stretchy. It's designed to go over other items anyway. I'm um, not sure how I'm going to fasten it yet. A lot of, you know, the, the the recommendation in it is to fasten it with a zipper. With a zipper. Gosh, listen to me. How American do I sound? With a zip. But I've never um, sewn a zip in anything. So. But hey, it's all a learning curve, isn't it? And that would, it would give a nice edge, especially um, I've seen the nice ones I've seen on Ravelry have got an I-cord edging over the the zip. Um, and of course, by doing that, it actually gives you a place, a seam in which to stitch your zip in, doesn't it? Because you can have the run between the eye cord and the edging. So we'll see how it goes. I could use the darker blue to, to pipe it um, and see how that goes. So, But it's coming on nicely. I've done... Um, it's garter stitch, so you can the ridges and the bottom bit up to where you divide for the sleeves. It takes 40 ridges with... A suggestion of a little bit of short rowing if you want just to make the back a bit longer so it doesn't ride up so much I have put some short rows in and I am currently on let me just get to the end of this row and then I'll tell you how many ridges I've done of the main part that's excluding the um, short rows across the back oh right let me see uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, 
11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30. I've done 30, um, ooh, 30 rows, uh, 30 ridges, so that's 60 rows. In the formula, um, or the recipe, or whatever you want to say, in the opinionated knitter, which is the version of the pattern that I've got, then the... Uh, recommendation is 40 rows before you separate for the sleeves so not much to go now uh, I've got one more short row to put in across that back and then uh, then I'll need to go and find some waist yarn or some needles um, some stitch holders because I'm actually knitting it on straight so therefore when I leave some live stitches for the back and one sleeve to then work on the other sleeve, it's not actually going to work very well on the straights. I find that then it becomes difficult to manipulate. Although, to be honest, I'm finding... I don't knit with straights very often, and I am finding they're a little bit difficult to manipulate. I'm sat here... This is very slovenly. I'm sat here in the conservatory with um, a little quilty blanket on my knee. Not one that I've made, but just one that I bought for a photo prop a while ago and it uh, doesn't make a bad little lap blanket so I've got that on my knee to keep the draft out I've got <clears throat> a nice big thick dressing gown on over everything over my, my fleecy pyjamas and my slippers but it's got big drapey sleeves and I keep getting the end of the <laughs> I keep getting the end of the knitting needle up my sleeve so if you hear any cursing um, that'll be what it is. So I do apologise if, if I if I do, you know, be foul. Um, but that's it. So so that's it really. So that's it for the knitting. I have done some spinning whilst um, uh, since I last spoke to you. On both wheels, on the Traddy and on the Joy. I'll tell you what else I did to the Traddy as well. I bought some um, of the wax from Ashford. And it comes with what's effectively like a Brillo pad. Um, you know, a wire scrubber. And you will actually apply it with the wire scrubber and then rub it off with a soft cloth. And she looks beautiful because obviously the... I was she was getting a little bit knocked and scraped and she looked a bit tired and I think possibly she's dried out a bit because she lives in the conservatory now so obviously in the summer it's warm in here but I gave her a good going over last month with the wax really scrubbed her, cleaned her up and gave her a good waxing and she looks beautiful now and she's spinning beautifully last time I tried to spin with her before that she was fighting a bit but she just spun beautifully. So I think obviously that was part of the problem. She just needed a bit of TLC. So I'm spinning some purple blue face Lester that I dyed myself on there. The plan was it's going to be plied with the Cheviot that I got from Shunkley's in the UK Spinner's Secret Santa. Um, not Christmas, just gone Christmas before. 
you know, I look at it and I really like it on its own. They are slightly too, they are two different colour shades. So I'm not sure, but then they would look lovely together. And that was the whole point of dyeing it. So I don't know, we'll see what happens. Um, I'm on the second bobbin of that. I've split the fibre into 25 gram pieces um, and pre-drafted it. So I'm on the, the second one of those. On the Joy, I'm still working through the first... No, I'm working through the second 25 grams that I've split of that as well. I'm, I've got some Ashford fibre that I got from Scottish Fibres last year. It's in greens. It's a merino and silk mix, but I can't remember the whether it's a 70-30 or a, an 80-20 mix. Um, I bought 500 grams of it, actually, because I wanted a lot of it. Um because I thought I could make a, you know, if, if I got lots, then if I spun it really thin, but I wanted um, more of a, a sport or a DK weight, then I could ply more of it together, um, because I'd quite like to make a jumper out of it. That's why I've got that much. So it's going to take a little while to do, but she's spinning beautifully as well. So I am pleased that I have spinning to report on. Um, I have done some spinning, so that's nice. So, on to competition winners. Now, last episode, I reminded you that the competition for the souvenir yarn from La Droguerie was closing at the end of February and I had a little run again of fresh um, entries. So I gathered them all up from the comments on uh, the blog post site and Ravelry and the, the forum posts and both and the messaging and the emails that I'd had and put them all together put them into a list on Excel based on the date that the comments were posted or sent to me and then using the random number generator at random.org I selected a winner. The random number generated was number five and the winner is, oh I wish I could put in a drum roll but never mind, Judy Ann from Illinois. So she's a Ravelry member. So hi, Judianne. Get in touch. Let me know your address and which colour you would prefer. The solid um, purpley one or the mild one uh, with the blues. And I will get that in the post for you. Um, delighted to, to be able to, to give you that. I really enjoyed reading your souvenir, uh, yarn souvenir stories even those people who said well actually it's more like a yarn souvenir fail um, well I have those too but uh, it was lovely to read those so um, especially the ones about the skeins that got away you know those shops where you see something you don't get it that day and then you try and find the shop again and you never manage to find it um, always a bit magical those aren't they deeply frustrating but a bit magical anyway that is uh, the winner there so Judy Ann if you would like to get in touch with me 
that would be great. Now, onto something I really like, and I'm going to go all culture vulture on you um, today. I've mentioned already that on Friday, some colleagues and I were down at the National Gallery, and it's been a while since I've been in the National Gallery. I can't remember, but it could be 10 years. And I'm trying to remember whether I've been there with um, my husband or not. He seems to think not, but I've got a vague... I have a vague recollection of both showing him Gainsborough's Mr and Mrs Andrews, um, where Mrs Andrews' lap hasn't been finished, and also Whistle Jacket by Stubbs, and they're both in a similar position. So I'm wondering if he has a long time ago with me. I know we've been to the National Portrait Gallery, but if you do um, live in the UK and you do find yourself down in London I really would recommend going it's a lovely gallery it's it's like many national galleries there are lots of national treasures and it's broadly organized um by age and then country within that so you've got um, a section with paintings from 1200 to 1500 then from 1500 to 1600, 1600 to 1700, and 1700 through to about 1900. So we've got nothing really 20th century in there, but there are some real classics um, in the collection. So the, um, now I can never pronounce it, but Turner's The Fighting Temerara is there. Um, like I say, Whistle Jacket, um, which is a full life-size painting of a horse with no background at all. Um, so it's in a very classical pose, almost like a piece of um, sculpture. It's gorgeous. Um, the uh, Gainsborough's Mr and Mrs Andrews is there. Um, one of Van Gogh's Sunflowers is there. Um, there's some Impressionist work. Um, some Seurat. Uh, Surprised by Rousseau, which is the tiger coming through the jungle in the rain. Um, if you've seen that, that's there. So there's a lot of familiar pictures and I like it. And I like the way the galleries are laid out because there's a lot of benches to sit on, but there's a lot of space on the floor. And there is no problem with you sort of plonking yourself down on the floor to just sit and admire a picture. No one's going to get cross at you for that. The only thing is that if you're there and a national gallery guide comes along with, with a group they have precedence over painting so obviously you have to sort of shuffle a bit out of the way um, whilst they're talking to their group but it's absolutely brilliant it's on Trafalgar Square so of course it's beautifully positioned in right in sort of the heart of, of London so it was really good to see it and I, I'm really I loved it and I'd forgotten how much I loved it and we really did fly around it rather than spend um, any great time looking around so I'd like to go back and spend some more time looking at it um, but I would highly recommend it if you get the chance to go go and, and see it. it there are some fantastic pieces mm-hmm. 
So that brings us on to um, upcoming events. And I would like to remind you that obviously we're entering into the period of um, the big shows. We've already had Unravel, which I didn't attend, but there are some people out there in in the podcasting world who did attend it. So listen out for their um, reports of that. We've got Wonderful Wales at the end of April at both Wales. We have Woolfest in Cockermouth in at the end of June. We've got Fibre East with its new venue and date at the end of July. So all those are, are there. You know, look out for those if you can go. I'm hoping to get to at least some of those, if not all of them. I'm just cutting in here to tell you about something that I forgot to mention when I was recording this morning. And I've just realised as I was doing my editing that... Um, I did mention it, so I'm cutting in to tell you that on Saturday, the 6th of April, at the Frodsham Community Centre at Fluin Lane in Frodsham in Cheshire, the Friday Belters in Frodsham are hosting Wingham Woolworks and their fibre sampling workshop. Okay? And that will be a um, wonderful choice of yarns for knitters, weavers, felters and embroiderers, a wide collection of fibres, um, felt makers, there's needle punch fabrics, hat blocks, shoe lasts, fabric for Nuno um, and so on. Spinners can try spinning samples from the fleece. Uh, there's lots of equipment there as well, craft books, knitting needles and lots more. Admission is £3.50 and refreshments are available. So that is Saturday the 6th of April 2013 from 10am to 4pm at Fodsham Community Centre in Fodsham in Cheshire. But what I'd also like to to bring your attention to is a new um, festival or or event that um, Nitalie Nina on Ravelry contacted me about about a month ago. So I thought I would just make sure that I mentioned this. It's called Yarndale. It's going to be held in Skipton on the 28th and 29th of September. It's being organised by several local crafters and bloggers. Um, it's got a list of exhibitors that um, I did look at a while ago and I've completely forgotten who's there. How bad is that? So I really ought to, uh, you know, really need to slap on the wrist for that. But uh, all the details are available at www.yarndale.com. .co.uk um, So let me just link through to that uh, and see what we've got. So it's being held at Skipton Auction Mart. Um, so of course Skipton is really the, the gateway to the Dales. Lots of sheepy things there. Um, so who have we got exhibiting? Bear with, bear with. Right, who have we got? Um... Right, Stash Addict Yarn, AC Wood Speciality Fibres, Accent on Bears, Adelaide Walker, Alternate Andalusian Food, Baram Yu, who are based in um, Leeds, Bartat Hand Dyed Yarns. Now, I've seen those before. They're nice. They're nice, Bartat. Big Wigs and Angora, so I think the Wabbix will be there. Bite About Arts, Bramley Threads by Hook and by Crook, uh, Catherine Howard Designs, Chrissy Feath, Classic Carder, I like those. I'm tempted by one. County Alpacas, Crafty All Sorts, 
Uh, Easy Knits are going to be there. Woohoo! Fabulous. Uh, Eleanor's Wool Shop. Uh, Eliza Conway, Felt Creative. Fire and Fibre, uh, Get Knitted. Gillian Fraser Crafts, Glen Cox Studios, Gossamer Threads, Griffiths Mill, Gwenol Designer Hand Knits, Hilltop Cloud, that's Hilltop Katie, um, so that'll be nice. Um, Hooked by Design, Injabolo, Jackie Lund Textiles, Jan Beadle Textiles, Jenny Barnett, Jenny Pepper Feltmaker, John Arben, so he's of course got the Knit by Numbers where you have all the different shades and then different intensities of shades um, in the yarn. I love those. I love his display. It's always gorgeous. Um, Joyous handbags, knitting for fun, knitwits, Lal Bear. Um, I follow her on Twitter. She's got lovely colours too. Logwood blankets, Madbird, Marmalade Road, M- Rose. My fine weaving yarn. Now, I've seen those on the internet, and she does specialise in providing weaving yarns. So that would be really interesting to go and have a little nosy at. Namolio, Nick's knots. And I've talked about Nick's Knots before. I love her bags. Norfolk Knits, Norwegian Wool. I love the Twists, which again, if you're a spinner, um, always lots of gorgeous things there for you to um, pick up and include. One Hand Knits, Pencoed Textiles, Pearl Alpaca Designs Limited, Pearl and Jane Knitting Emporium, Pearlescence Limited, uh, Quilting Antics, Ripples Crafts, Riverside, Robert Todd and Sons Limited. Oh, Rock and Pearl. Oh, Oh, I like her designs too. Go and say hello to her. Uh, Rose Cottage Crafts, Ruth and Belinda, Ruth Packham, Scottish Fibres, Sheepfold. Oh, I love my Sheepfold. Uh, Skein Queen, Blue Sky Blue Pink Designs, Sparkle Duck, like them. I talked about them once, One Wonderful Whales a long time ago. Spin Dot Weave, uh, Susan Sharp Ceramics, Tease Water Wools, love them. Texair, or Texair, I don't know how you say it. Textile Garden, the Braid Society, the Craft Firm, the Herdy Company, the Hookery, the Knitting Goddess. Love her stuff. Uh, the Little Grey Sheep, the Natural Dye Studio, the Skep Knitting and Quilting Shop, the Spanner Works, the Threshing Barn. Do you remember I bought the um, fibre wrapped around the bobbins for that? Um, the Toft Alpaca Shop, the Undercover Owl. The Yarn Cafe, The Wool Room, Thread of Life, Tilly Flop Designs, Tinker Tailors, Town End Alpacas, Twist Yarns, Weaver's Loft, Wheeldale Wool Crafts, Willow Fibres, Wing and Wool Work, Wool Rush, Woolly Knit and Yarn Addict. My goodness, that's fabulous. Um, so that's Saturday from 10am to 530 and Sunday from 10am to 430 Saturday the 28th and Sunday the 29th of September at Skipton Auction Mart. Entry is £5. Under 16s are free. So I think that's absolutely fabulous. So thank you, Nina, for letting me know about that. Um, I really look forward to it. I'd love to be able to get there. Um, I like that area around there. So I'm really, really, really pleased to see that we've got a new um, venue in the north. So that's absolutely brilliant. So thanks, Nina. And if you get a chance to go, anybody, I would I would really recommend it because it looks like it's going to be fantastic. OK, so. That's about it for me now. Hopefully it won't be quite so long until I record again. Remember, end of April is Wolf Wonderwall Wales and I do have any intention of going. So if you 
see me, see my badge, hear me, stop and say hello. Okay? Until next time, take care. Bye. You've been listening to Yarns from the Plane. Episodes and show notes can be found at yarnsfromtheplane.podbean.com. Comments can be left there or at yarnsfromtheplane.blogspot.com or you can message me on Ravelry where I'm Tales from the Plane. You can email me at yarnsfromtheplane at googlemail.com and you can also find me at Twitter where I tweet as Tales from Plane. Go on, make yourself heard. Hello and welcome to episode 66 of Yarns from the Plain. Daffodils, crocuses and penguins. Oh my! And aeroplanes. Great.